is WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Upfront program for this, um, let's see, this is Wednesday, and that means uh, we'll uh, get a visit from Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt a little bit, uh, uh, a few minutes from now. Stay along with us. I've been asked to uh, announce this public service announcement. This is not an earth-shaking story, but it is an interesting way to snag a bargain. This coming Saturday, there's going to be an indoor yard sale, and it's going to benefit new beginnings, um, feeding those in need here in Woonsocket over at uh, the um, church basement of, um, it was, what do we call that, All Saints? Um, I think we call it All Saints, for lack of a better term. Right? Yeah, is that what you call it? <laughs> That's Jeff? what I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I I remember it as St. Louis. <laughs> How about that? Right. right. But anyway, uh, they're going to have that this coming Saturday from nine until one o'clock, and that'll be in the church basement. And uh, there's uh, going to be uh, a lot of items for sale, and there's going to be food too, including hot dogs, dynamites, and drinks will be available, and that'll be this coming Saturday. And we hope that you uh, will attend that. And help new beginnings. And I believe those dynamites are going to be pretty tasty. All right, that's a public service announcement here on W1RI. Uh, do you have anything that you would like to uh, bring uh, our listeners up to date? Yeah, uh, the mayor will be here in about five minutes, so I we got a little time. A, a real interesting idea as we get ready. Uh, it's, <laughs> I hate saying this to some kids, and some kids are just finishing their summer school programs. But yes, uh, we will be weeks away from uh, returning to the school year. And of course, uh, the pandemic, a big role in the upcoming school year. And, uh, Mask wearing and vaccinations are big question marks. But this is a great effort out of Boston and a wonderful idea. There are many organizations, and I love these groups that uh, get together and make sure kids have their school supplies that are needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're, this one here out of Boston is combining, uh, giving out thousands of backpacks today to children throughout Boston at back-to-school events. By the way, the Salvation Army, Massachusetts Division, the City of Boston, and the Boston Bruins are teaming up for this event. Good Neighborhood Charities Organization, uh, who produced some 40,000 backpacks uh, since um, over the past, say, 10 years to school children. Uh, they are not only handing out 3,000 backpacks and school supplies uh, to children, but they are also at the same location holding a COVID-19 vaccination clinic. It's a great idea to try to combine the two. If you're an organization, maybe you reach out to the Rhode Island Department of Health and say, hey, we're having this wonderful event. A lot of families come through. How can we uh, get a COVID-19 vaccination clinic at this site? It's a great idea and uh, kudos uh, for uh, making that happen. And thank you again for making sure the kids have what they need for school. And I, I gotta say, I've have, I've seen the impact this has on kids. And for some, you can't understand uh, the worry of not going to school and not having a new backpack. And it's something that uh, adults may say, hmm, you can carry your stuff. But for a kid, it's a big deal because your peers, many have new backpacks and you don't want to be left out and have to borrow pencils and so forth. Um, so I've seen the emotional uplift it gives uh, kids and growing up in the neighborhoods of Hope Street uh, and living on Ross Street. I've taken many neighborhood children myself uh, to the uh, St. James Baptist Church for their event and it makes them so excited and it makes them look forward instead of fearing the return for school for many children. So I just love these events and uh, combining it with a vaccine clinic. What a one-two punch that is. All right. Looks like a good combination. It's the Upfront program on WNRI. And uh, we uh, have uh, some uh, topics to uh, discuss with the mayor when she gets here. And um, the city council meeting is kind of the staging area for uh, all this on um, Monday night. And you know that we'll be asking the mayor about... Um, 
about this uh, impeachment thing from Denise Sierra, but uh, but not far behind Denise Sierra, Monday night of the meeting was Council Member Jim Canoyer, and he wasn't uh, very happy uh, with uh, with the mayor. And we've got a soundbite from him. Without question, the city of Woonsocket put out an RFP fifty nine eleven for an animal sh- uh, pavilion at the animal shelter one hundred five Cumberland Hill Road. The city of Woonsocket accepted the bid from Lakeside. The city of Woonsocket formally notified Lakeside on June 25th, 2019. This letter is to inform you that the city of Woonsocket has awarded you, Lakeside, the bid for the design build pavilion project Woonsocket Animal Shelter, bid 59111. Then, following that, the city entered into an agreement with Lakeside Trading, a contract that was signed by the mayor for design and install a 16 by 20 A-frame traditional pavilion at Woonsocket Animal Shelter, 105 Cumberland Hill Road, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. And I do remember seeing this in the email traffic, and you specifically asked for the documentation in support of the pavilion at Rivers Edge Park. And this is what you were given. And in fact, if you go through this, it's very clear. It was for 105 Cumberland and then the peers, when they poured the peers, that invoice refers, finally refers to Rivers Edge Park. The problem is we never did an RFP for Rivers Edge Park. We did an RFP, as the councilwoman very clearly noted, we did an RFP for 105 Cumberland Hill Road the animal shelter. And the issue I'm having here, unless I'm really missing something, and maybe I am, I always stand to be corrected, is this feels like yet another example of the Heisman from the administration, the mayor in particular, with the city council. I don't care if it's the middle school, solar, AOT field, CDBG, it keeps happening. There's a mindset here that this city council, when they try to get something done, something as simple as spending less than $15,000 to put up a pavilion at the animal shelter to give these these animals some relief, it, it just, the, they thumb, they, you know, we have a, they thumb their nose at us. They thumb their nose at us. Oh, all right, well, we'll ask the mayor about that. Uh, she is here at WNRI, and we'll uh, we'll see whether uh, she feels it's an issue that. Um, well, I'm not going to speak for her, but uh, we'll see if she feels it's a politically charged issue. <laughs> we'll find that out in a moment. Anyway. Let's check in with Grumpy's. Inside or outside dining, or your favorite pickup order from Grumpy's Restaurant in Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood and mouth-watering Italian dishes, including pizzas, on one of the best menus in the area. Hungry today or tonight? Come in and enjoy friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup or to place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's Restaurant, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub delivery is available. All right, and Grumpy's will be open for lunch today, uh, right at noontime, and uh, there's um, menu items, $4.99, $5.99, $6.99. Hey, a luncheon? Today at Grumpy sounds like a pretty good idea. All right, and we'll uh, check in with Kayer Kosher, and then we'll uh, check in with the mayor. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. Step back in time at Pass Down in Time Antiques and Collectibles, Socket's newest antiques store. From vintage to mid-century, from rustic to Victorian, you're sure to find items that will bring back wonderful memories like wood crates, 
pens, viewmasters, books, and small furniture. Passed down in time, located across from City Hall on Main Street, Woonsocket. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Passed down in time, where antiques of yesteryear reveal their stories today. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, we are back to uh, the Upfront program here on WNRI. And uh, today is Wednesday, uh, the Wednesday after a council meeting on a Monday. And that means um, we get an opportunity. We give the mayor a call and uh, see if she's available to come into the program. And she was available to come in, and so she is here in studio. And so we're going to chat with her right now. Good morning, Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt. How are you today? Good morning, Roger Bouchard. I'm fine. I hope everyone's fine out there. It's a nice day. Going to be a little humid, though, today. Yes, we'll be ready for it, though. We've got our air conditioners full blast here. Make sure that you're comfortable through the program, because maybe some other questions will be uncomfortable. I don't know. Okay. All right, let's begin. Uh, don't blame this on me. Blame this on Russ Olibo. Uh, he, wrote okay. the, he wrote the news story. Here are the headlines, and then we'd like you to comment. Uh, the top headline, impeach mayor over pet pavilion question mark. And then um, the sub-headline says, councilwoman suggests removing mayor from office over unapproved construction project. This has to do with that pavilion that was supposed to be at one location ended up at another. And so, um, so Mayor, what would you um, what would you like to tell our audience about these uh, headlines? Uh, actually, I did not see the headline this morning mm-hmm. um, because I was busy doing something for a very lovely lady this morning mm-hmm. who asked me to do something before I came to the radio station. So, can you flip that paper around? Yes. Um, uh, what I'm going to do is show you my computer screen. Okay. Right, and uh, see if that... Uh, oh, oh, you have a digital. Yes. Oh, yeah, moving up there. Well, okay. we subscribe to the Woonsocket call. We Unapproved oh, construction project. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is the okay. pavilion. So, all right, very well. I'll just go through the steps of uh, of that for you. Uh, so, first of all, there was a resolution that was passed uh, to purchase uh, some type of overhang protector, you know, protection area. Uh, so, we'll call it pavilion because that's what we ended up ordering. Uh, we went out to bid, and we went out to bid with bid number 5878, and that bid came back. There was only one person who bid on that project. And that came back at just under $20,000. Came back at 19500 I believe. Uh, we felt it was a little high. This is not unusual for us. It's something we've been doing uh, since my administration has been in place. And we're always trying to make certain that we get the best bang for the buck because we're using taxpayer money. So we went back out to bid, uh, bid number 5911. And lo and behold... Bid number 5911 came back at almost 50% less than the $20,000 bid. It came in just over 11. So uh, the, this particular company was awarded the bid. The bids were opened on June 4th of 2019. They were awarded the bid. They do wonderful work. And on August 30th of 2019, they were given a deposit, a little over 50%, I think. And then on November 14th um, of 19, they were given the balance of the materials for the construction of the pavilion. Um, Now, fast forward to December of 2020. We're in the middle of the pandemic and other things. uh, And there was a balance of $1,295 for the footings. The problem, Roger, the full intention was for the pavilion to be installed at the animal shelter. And that pavilion or canopy, whatever you want to call it, uh, was purchased for that location through a resolution. What happened, and you can see there's big gaps in time, is that I was informed through engineering and planning that there are galleys or vaults um, for the sewer plant that are located there. And that pavilion sat for months 
because it could not go in that location. They could not dig down deep enough to put the pylons that they needed uh, for the construction of the animal, uh, the, the pavilion, rather. So it sat there, and quite frankly, it sat at the, I believe it sat at the, the company's location. And, you know, he had this there for a year because it couldn't be placed there. So at that point, uh, it was decided to put it at River's Edge, uh, knowing that, okay, we have this pavilion. It can't go at the animal shelter. What's the next best thing? We'll put it at River's Edge because that's the location that was approved by, uh, that location was approved by DEM uh, for a dog park. Uh, so we said, let's put it there, and that's where we placed it. <clears throat> now, should there have been a resolution that said, you know, we need to move this can this pavilion that was supposed to be at the animal shelter to River's Edge? I guess so. Uh, but there was no ill intent. There was nothing nefarious. You know, we didn't put it in your backyard. We didn't, you know, do anything such as that. We followed all the protocol of going out to bid, awarding the bid paying the company that built it and it was being placed there and then this gentleman was I guess you could say kind enough to hold it for us for at least a year and uh, so we put it at the uh, river's edge where the dog park is going uh, and, and also I felt it was a good location because I feel our animal shelter is not up to a standard that I and many other people feel it should be at. The location isn't good. The condition of the building isn't good. The surrounding area uh, is not conducive for the animals to be running and getting exercise. It's hidden, so it's not something that gets a lot of traffic by people looking to adopt animals. Uh, so we did do preliminary work, and I've mentioned this to you before. It, multiple times I've stated this, uh, that we're looking at the concession stand that's at River's Edge to see if we can retrofit that and uh, move the animal shelter there and have it in a, a more picturesque location, higher traffic, better parking, better visibility on the bike path and near the dog park. So that would, that's basically what happened. Uh, there weren't, you know, we went out to bid once. We felt it was too high. We went out to bid again being, you know, fiscally prudent, came back at almost half the price. We paid for it, found out it couldn't go to the animal shelter, put it at River's Edge. So in there, could there have been a, a resolution that said it needed to go to another location? Yes. Uh, but other than that, that's basically it in a nutshell. So are you surprised that uh, people are calling for your impeachment uh, on this issue then? I'll refrain from answering that. Okay, fair enough. We asked the question, and you can refrain. Uh, anything? I, I, I think I think the explanation of what happened speaks for itself, and mm -hmm. and anyone can, you know, surmise anything else on their own. I think it was a thorough answer. <clears throat> Thank you for uh, for answering it. Um, can we move now to the other uh, uh, story where you uh, were in the news, and this is the American Civil Liberties. Uh, lawsuit um, uh, that uh, had to do with Facebook. And maybe you could explain to us um, uh, why um, why this lawsuit came about. And, and you certainly have offered an explanation uh, as to um, why uh, you did what you did. And, and I guess what you did subsequently is uh, restore the two folks that were removed from that Facebook page back to it. So uh, maybe you could, for somebody who's not familiar with Facebook and things like that, maybe you could put it into perspective for us. Right. So I have a Facebook page, which I consider to be my own personal page. I keep things very positive. Um, there's no, uh, nothing that's posted that's negative. Uh, it's just, you know, things that are happening uh, in, in life in general things that are, are, I feel, are worthy of sharing, uh, maybe lift people's spirits or what have you. Uh, so with that said, um, and I'm not very good with social media, I will admit that. It's not something uh, that I've had for a very long time. And honestly, I think social media can be um, very 
you know, uh, uh, create some very unfortunate uh, exchanges between people. And I think people are very brave uh, when they're behind their keyboard, uh, but they're not so brave when they're face to face. So what happened is we do have some folks who feel very, very brave behind their little keyboard, and they tend to um, basically hijack what you're what you're posting and being totally off topic, uh, becoming extremely ignorant, uh, posting things that have nothing to do with the topic that's posted. And this is what they do. And it was happening repeatedly, 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 on and on and on. And felt that this is just, there are children that are on Facebook. There are, you know, uh, folks who do not appreciate uh, the language uh, that is is included in the posts that are on um, on Facebook. So a couple of people got banned. Um, I'm um, not, I guess uh, eliminated from being able to go on my Facebook page, and that's the story. So while I um, I'm going to talk about something different while I show you an example of why. It is, I feel that I should also have a right to uh, not allow people to post things. or n- Everybody should have a right to exchange conversation with who they want to exchange conversation with. And I think you can comment now by looking at this. Well, certainly I can't even use a language that was, um, was there. Um, otherwise, the American Civil Liberties Union would probably be on my back also. Uh, for it, I guess um, that would be the final question. Though um, I, I think your explanation uh, is uh, is um, understandable. Why did the American Civil Liberties Union take this up as as an issue? Is it pure freedom of speech? That's it. No matter what kind of speech is used, because the language you just uh, showed me, um, I wouldn't be too happy to have somebody post that on my personal Facebook page. If I had one. Right. So the American Civil Liberties Union stated that uh, even though I consider it my personal page, um, whereas it's different, um, like the police have a one socket police department or uh, we have one that's parks and rec. Uh, but I mean, I'm an individual, too. I can have a personal page. I don't have a media PR person who has what I would consider a city page, uh, but they indicated that because of the things that I'm posting, like National Night Out or, you know, the High Five Fridays for city the kids events. at school. Right, exactly. The splash pad, um, the basketball court, whatever it is, that I'm posting things that are city-related, and because they're city-related, that it is considered not to be a personal page, and also that as an elected official, uh, that I cannot do that. All right. Do I agree with it? I don't, and I think that you should have the right to block whoever you want. I should have the right to block whoever I want, and uh, and that's how I feel. But that's not the case. So how will this how will this be played out? Uh, will it uh, is this the end of it, or is there? Uh, uh, a lawsuit where you have to get a lawyer, and what, what's what's the deal? So, uh, well, our city solicitor handles it, mm-hmm. and so he is handling it. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. A couple of emails, Mayor. So uh, let's. Uh, this is uh, written by. Um, well, it's just um, doesn't say. <laughs> it says, "Wow, what a performance for the cameras by Councilman Kanoyer and his four puppets." It seems like uh, maybe they realize that they cannot beat Mayor Baldelli Hunt in an election after several failed attempts. So now they want to remove her over a shade pavilion. Throw away thousands of votes over their attempt to put a shade structure over an animal shelter that is in the wrong location. I do not support any investment to keep our animals in an awful smelly and gross area near our sewage treatment plant. And I support the mayor's attempt to build a brand new facility in a better location. Let the people vote on that and see how much support there is to get that shelter out of that place. Let's use the rescue funds and build a brand new shelter for our animals. Thank you. Is that a good idea, using uh, rescue funds? So we are checking into that. We're checking to see. It's, It's unfortunate that it just... 
isn't a more defined uh, approach to what the funds can be used for. We do know several things that we've repeated over and over again as to what they can be used for. But when you get to things like that, you want to make certain that you're utilizing the funds in a way that's acceptable uh, because we certainly do not need uh, to have our funds, uh, you know, taken back by the federal government. So I totally agree. Uh, I think it's a great idea to utilize the funds for the retrofitting of the concession stand at River's Edge into an animal shelter. Mayor, have you started interviewing an administrator for the American Rescue Funds? Because um, we've got to get moving on that. Uh, there is a time ticking away as to uh, when we might not be able to use those funds. So what are right. we doing there? Right. So, so uh, as I indicated the last time I was here, it was posted. The posting came down. We had six applicants. One of them was late, late to apply. Uh, we had two individuals uh, that were considered qualified for the position. Uh, so finance was setting up interviews with the um, with the two applicants. And when one of them was called, he indicated that he took a position elsewhere. Uh, so yes, in fact, I emailed the counselors yesterday uh, informing them of uh, the individual that remained on the list and uh, who would be considered the opera administrator. So I just want to make sure they have gotten that email. So uh, based on when they're getting the email reading and so forth, what's the timetable for the appointment of this individual? So, I mean, right away. I mean, we, we need to get going right away. Mm -hmm. uh, not that we haven't done things already. Uh, we do have two RFPs. Uh, one is finalized and it's been posted uh, out to bid. It is for the painting of the fire hydrants. So I think from the last time I was here until this time, that particular request for proposals, uh, the language was finalized. It was advertised. It's out there right now. We're waiting for the respondents to that RFP. We'll see what those numbers look like. Uh, that is, uh, I don't want to say 100%, but more likely than not, it's a, a check in the yes column that uh, we can utilize the funds for painting the hydrant. The other bid that's being worked on, so even though we've been uh, you know, looking to appoint the administrator, uh, we did start some of the preliminary work. Uh, so the second RF request for proposal, RFP, is for the changing of water meters in everyone's house, uh, putting in new water meters. I don't know the last time the water meters were changed in, in homes across the city, uh, but that RFP is being finalized, and then that RFP will go out. And it, it sort of makes a nice match with our water plant and the you know, finalizing of the, the building, of the construction of the new plant. And so uh, the painting of the hydrants and the change of the water meters presumably meets American Rescue Fund guidelines. Yes, yes. And we're looking into the animal shelter and we're looking into some other smaller things as we're looking into some larger things like uh, art and murals and things such as that that are, you know, nice visuals for the city, but also the bigger, more costly things that could have had an impact on the residents of the city and their tax rates, uh, because these things, and, and in, in the case of water, it would be on their water rates, but, well, their sewer rates, depending on what the project is. So we're looking to utilize and get these things accomplished and not have to impact the taxpayer through their real estate bill. It is back again, the Bopalot plan. So anyway, there was a resolution at the council meeting uh, exploring the feasibility of developing a um, group, I guess. Um, uh, it's a, a committee to study uh, developing uh, the, um, let's see, what do they call it? The canal plan and city, um, new city project plan. I bring this up at this stage of uh, the program because I have an email from... Um, a listener who says, when does the mayor think a developer getting to form his own advisory board with people that he chooses without any public solicitation for members to approve of his own real estate project will not allow him to make a windfall project? The city council is required to publicly advertise these appointed board positions, but the city solicitor is afraid to make a ruling against the majority, so he is allowing them to break the law. 
this certainly is not the open, fair, and transparent government that those council majority members promised when they were elected last year. So here we have a comment from a listener, and we had a resolution passed by the council. And you've heard the name Bopalan before, so uh, anything you want to comment on is welcomed. Yeah, so listen, anyone who wants to, you know, try to help the city move along is is great. I mean, we always want to improve our city, uh, although I do think an ordinance was passed several years ago where uh, the council felt it was in the best interest to advertise. We've seen the clerk, the city clerk will go out and she'll advertise for people if they're interested in being on a board any board or committee or commission or I don't know what the language is of the of the of the uh, legislation that was passed. Excuse me, uh, but I do know it was the council. I believe I believe that was a pretty strong vote, maybe six to one, seven to zero, to go out to the public to get the names of the folks who may be interested. Something with what they did with that. Um, the racist committee that they had put together, the zoning board. So I'm thinking, uh, and I don't know, but they may need to do that with this committee too. I I, I did not get a full briefing on this, uh, but it is, listen, you have to follow the law, right? And if the law is that the council passed this, um, and that's what they're obligated to, and they don't like that approach anymore, then again, they're the legislative branch. They can change that and they can rescind that ordinance or resolution that they passed that makes them do this. But I think what you're saying is the concern was that the committee that they're putting together, I'm just paraphrasing what you're saying, and I don't know if I'm accurate, so you'll need to correct me, that you're saying the person leading the committee is the person that's going to profit from it. That's what the the email suggests. That's concerning. Um, uh, I would have to... I think it's probably something worthwhile to be mentioned to the solicitor. Maybe he wasn't aware of that. Uh, but, you know, that's something I'm sure he'll look into. Now that you brought it to my attention, I think it, it makes sense. But I just want to touch on that for a second. Sure. Um, because there was Im- implying in there that it could be uh, nefarious or underhanded. And that project, I'm assuming that project is the same project um, that Albert Beaupont brought forward during the 2018 election uh, when he in, when he ran for mayor and he wanted to come and bring in, I think it was a $350 million project, uh, but it, it never came to fruition. Uh, and I do recall, and I know that he's a, he has a program here on on WNRI and after the primary in 2018 Scott Gibbs reached out to Albert Beauplant and stated that you know he had not made it past the primary and he indicated that he would like to have a conversation with him regarding the plan that he was promoting mm-hmm. and um Albert Beauplant indicated that he did not want to make it political, so he preferred to wait until the election was over. So when the election ended uh, in 2018, sometime after that, Scott Gibbs uh, drafted a letter and sent a letter to Mr. Beauplant saying, uh, now that the election is over, now that it's not political, in your mind, and it wasn't political, if you have investors that want to invest, uh, you know, over a quarter of a billion dollars, upwards of a half a billion, generally speaking, they'll reach out to the mayor or, or one of the departments in the city. And Mr. Gibbs drafted that letter, sent it to Albert Beauplant, invited him in to sit down, bring his project forward, discuss it, work on it with him, work uh, with the investors and he never responded. So sometimes something like this makes you believe in conjunction with some other things that have been happening recently that this may be more of um, more than meets the eye, I guess you could say. But at the end of the day, if those investors are still interested after three or four years, I can't wait to meet them. 
And you'd like to have them reach out to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> and not only that, with that size project, I would probably want to bring in the congressional delegation, too. Mayor, Bopalata, no Bopalata. Let's look at that district uh, uh, again. Let's say that there was no plan out there. What do you um, see as uh, the possibilities? We've got this river going through, uh, through the city, um, and um, some uh, communities have done well with rivers. Some communities have rivers going through them. They don't even acknowledge them. I wouldn't say that's us here, but um, what have you... Uh, I know sometimes you like to dream about what you'd like to see. What would you like to see in that area? Well, Raja, as you know and the listeners know, and for those who don't, uh, we began um, several years back in accumulating property uh, in conjunction with the council uh, and different councils along the way of acquiring and demoing property along the river. Uh, something that Gunny speaks about all the time. I agree with him. 100%. And opening up that land along the river to be able to develop it. There are still pieces along the, the river that would need to be acquired. Uh, there's still a property that we feel could be in better condition. But the river is something that we're very fortunate to have. I'm told this plan is to move the river. Or, or, or something to that effect. I, I, I mean, I don't know if this is like one of those Providence things where you know, Mayor Cianci moved the river. Uh, but this is, this takes a lot of money and it takes commitment from many people, from certainly from the council, from the administration. And it's important to always have your eye on development, especially in your Main Street, Market Square, Monument Square area. And as you know, We've continually improved in that area. We've continually um, acquired the properties, paved the, paved the streets. Um, the bike path has come through in two areas. We have new businesses. But I am a huge advocate of building up along the water and knowing that we have another part of the bike path coming in from Cold Spring Park that will connect. Oops, I didn't turn my phone off. I apologize. No problem. Um, which will connect to Market Square. And we have the parcel where Alley's Pub was, which is beautiful, and it's on the river. And I think that's something that uh, needs to be a discussion with uh, not every city councilor voted to approve that. Uh, some didn't think it was a good idea. Certainly our public safety officials uh, were rejoicing when we did that. And I think that that could be a location where we could actually team up with someone to construct a building and I've looked at a couple of buildings in other communities, and I'm going to share one of them with, with the council, and I'd like to meet with them. Because I feel that we could bring another business into that area. Who wouldn't want to own a business on the river, near the waterfall, right at Market Square? Uh, as you know, we're also, we've also been working on bringing in a linear park along the bypass. We've received grant money for that. Uh, we applied for additional grant money uh, where we applied for some grant money that uh, we've never been lucky in receiving before and hopeful this might be the time that we do. But bringing in that linear park where you you feel, I don't want to say it's Blackstone Boulevard in on the east side, but when you have that long stretch of green space along the bike path, um, it's, it's very inviting, it's relaxing, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's a great addition to that area. And that's all incorporated in the Main Street area. Uh, also, I've been working with the council on trying to secure a date. It's very hard to get everybody available on a date and also investors. Uh, but I shared with them that we have a couple of investors that are actually interested in 162 Main Street. In all the time that that building's been vacant and deteriorating, you know, day after day, uh, this to me, and maybe it may come to fruition, maybe it won't, but we do have two investors who are interested in acquiring 162 Main Street, which is directly across from City Hall, the Rhode Island Hospital Trust Building. It's a huge undertaking, millions and millions of dollars. And it would need significant um, participation from the city, but that would be uh, that would be quite a success for anyone who 
plays a role in um, working with these investors to make that happen. So I guess that could be a scoop in a sense, right, Roger? It could be if, <laughs> um, if we can uh, make that project uh, happen, right? Yeah, so, it'll be interesting to sit around the table with them. Now, those two developers, are they teaming up or are they separate developers? No, they're two individuals. They work together. Um, they live, I believe they live in Massachusetts. They've done developments in Massachusetts. And they have interest. They've been in talks with the owner of the property. So they've seen the property and uh, they have a vision for it. They do. Hmm. And I, I did meet with them. Uh, and I told them that I thought it was the, the next step would be the best step would be to meet with the city council because what they would need uh, would need to be approved by the city council. So the requests that they would have, because anything that has to do with a tax stabilization agreement or being tax exempt uh, for a certain amount of years while they get the project going, whatever the case is, that's something that needs council approval. So it's better to sit around at the next meeting uh, to sit around with um, other folks that are going to participate in this. Back in a moment. Rice Dairy Farm and Bakery announces we are now open and back to normal. Visit us any day of the week for your favorite local products, including milk, cream, assorted pastries, ice cream, cakes, and more. Visit our website, wrightsdairyfarm.com, for all the latest information. Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery thanks you for your patience over the last year. But now, we're happy to announce that we are open for business as usual. The store will be open for in-person shopping, and we will discontinue our car hop service. Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery, 201 Woonsocket Hill Road, North Smithfield. You can call us at 767-3014. Open seven days a week, but we'll be glad to see you in person. Now. Time out for Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs reintroduces flip-flop wines. And listen to this, we have two bottles of flip-flop for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10. Mix and match. Still on sale, Tisdale Wines from California in six varieties, including Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and Moscato choices. And yes, it's two bottles for $10. Share in life's endless possibilities with Tisdale Vineyard's quality wine experiences. And we continue the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light, 30-pack, 2647 plus tax. New hours for the convenience of customers 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily. So, for a great selection of beer, wine, and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors. 481 Clinton Street. Have a question? 765-1800 and speak to Mike the Manager. You'll love the ambience, the food, the friendly service when you visit Cyril's Tavern downtown at 42 Cherry Street. Try our popular lobster bisque or New England chowder this summer. Or grilled flatbread served five different ways. And burgers and sandwiches sure to please. And our main plates led by marinated steak tips and short ribs. Try our summer menu including the fabulous crab cakes. Open Tuesday through Sunday. Reservations encouraged for inside or outside dining at 769-3330. Outside patio in full swing at Cyril's. Hampton Court also available for dining. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Hello, and welcome back to our program. How are you doing over there? Hey, I'm great. You know what? Um, a lot of the program uh, has been um, talking about things uh, that are, are external to you, and so I want to give you a little time to talk about um, maybe a, a few local matters, um, maybe the. Uh, Car crews, uh, maybe um, maybe street paving, uh, maybe demolition projects. I don't know. Do you have anything on the what we call mayoral agenda this okay. morning? Okay. Well, I do want to mention uh, that if you do not receive the press releases from uh, the city of Woonsocket, uh, you can call 767-9205 and just give Susan your email address, and she will include you in... Uh, the emails that go out. Uh, so the tax bills were mailed. Uh, the extension uh, with the grace period is you have until September 3rd. People are already coming in uh, to pay. 
Uh, if you haven't gotten your bill, you can still go in. They'll print down a, 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 a bill for you, and you can pay while you're waiting for yours to come in the mail. And as we know, the, uh, the motor vehicle bill already went out, and uh, that's in the past. Uh, also, I just want to mention to you that um, Pappas Physical and Hand Therapy and OPT Physical and Sports Medicine um, is, is a new business in the city of Woonsocket. And they're on Cumberland Hill Road. Uh, they invited me to their ribbon cutting the other day. And I am impressed with something. Uh, this particular company, you, you know, when you think of franchises, you expect that you're going to see a lot of Wendy's or Burger King or Dunkin' Donuts, right? Those are big franchises. But how often do you have a privately owned business such as this where Woonsocket is their 19th location in the state of Rhode Island? 19th location. In Rhode Island. In Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. uh, so across the state. So that would be us, right? Uh, they opened in March and uh, they had a soft opening in March and they wanted to do a ribbon cutting last week so we did and they already have 280 patients uh that are going there uh lovely lovely people so i just wanted to mention that for where would we for, find them if we were going down the road across the street from the headquarters of the fire station mm -hmm. uh in that medical building 2020 um cumberland hill road so that's where they are it's pappas opt physical sports and hand therapy so I just wanted to mention that. Uh, also, I know you've been pushing the um, Oak Street Health event on Friday. Friday. Yep. Yes, 10 to 3. I, I believe it's... Uh, it is... Whatever you need to know, I can fill in. Okay. Well, what I was going to say is I really think it's for people 55 and over or people who are on uh, Medicare. That's correct. And um, actually, we've been getting really great reports on this also. And there's some stories that were told that were just really great. So if you have someone and they're on the fence, uh, I do want to mention... And I just want to mention that that health fair this Friday, though, there... Uh, though their clientele is Medicare uh, people, um, the general public is invited to that health fair. So if you want uh, clam cakes and chowder from Mickey G's, you can just stop by and they'll give you a little ticket. Oh, yep. okay. All right. Wonderful. It's open to the public. And, and it's at Walnut Hill Plaza, not Woonsocket Plaza. Even though they're at Woonsocket Plaza, uh, they are right. right in front of Planet Fitness with this health fair. Yes. So I just want to go back to the Pappas OPT Physical Therapy. They also were a sponsor on the Honor Flight that the Fire Chiefs Association does across the state where they take the World War II veterans and the, now they're, you know, taking Korean War veterans. And they were a sponsor. And I actually believe he attended. Uh, my husband had gone that particular time with a gentleman by the name of Mr. Gracie. Lovely, lovely man. He just passed away. Just salt of the earth. Great, great guy. He was uh, very close to my husband. So uh, thank you for them participating in that also. Um, as you know, uh, I believe I mentioned that our LED streetlight alternatives have been put up on Morin Street. And there are four different streetlight fixtures uh, that are in an AB pattern, the old type and then an, an LED, and that rotates down the street. Those are being looked at, and um, the public safety is looking at them too uh, to determine which way to go. And then we'll be moving forward with ordering those lights in order to uh, move on to LED and bring some savings to the taxpayers again uh, by having LED fixtures as opposed to the old type that we have. I do want to say on uh, a couple of uh, on light note also that the St. Jude breakfast that usually happens in September you're you're aware it's not happening it's Someone mentioned to me, it's not that it's not happening because a lot of the folks are older. Um, it's not happening because they decided that they thought it was best to take a step back this year also uh, with the unknown uh, uh, situation with the pandemic. Uh, but they are definitely committed 
Um, I sit on that committee now. They are definitely committed uh, to bringing this back uh, next year. Uh, but you know what? I think maybe the vote that was taken was right now that we're seeing such a big uptick in, in the positive cases. Also, the car crews, as you mentioned, on Mondays, it was a smash on Monday night. There were people, food trucks, music, beautiful cars, um, children, adults. It was just great. If you haven't gotten out there, they're on Mondays, uh, weather permitting. Nobody takes their beautiful car out in the rain. And then also, I mentioned this before also, but the group is growing, and that is the walking club that is coached by coach george briggs great guy as we know and there are days he has six or eight people 12 people the other day someone said there were about 25 or 30 people it's it's at your own pace but he's there it's working out great and we're going to look to add some other uh things to the park uh along with that so that is pretty much what I have right now. I have other things, but in case you have a closer. I just wanted to mention Mr. D'Agostino before the council on Cass Park and the gravel. And um, DEM, did I understand DEM says, oh, yeah, okay, you can take the gravel and sell it. Well, we met with them. Uh, I think he, he was a little, uh, I guess you could say, ticked off at the fact that uh, information is being... Uh, shared from your radio station as as you know uh that's inaccurate and he felt he needed to come in the last time i was here uh to address that and uh, not long i think the following day maybe uh i'm not sure but anyway we met with dem we were in providence we went through the plans uh they looked at them and i can say everybody in the meeting on the dem side and on the city side our engineer uh felt that it was a very positive meeting and that uh, hopefully very shortly we will be able to uh, move forward with the next step regarding the park. So we're all the time. We're happy about that. <laughs> Thank you for answering all our questions today, and we will uh, see you next time. I will see you next time. Have a great day, everyone. Goodbye, everybody. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m.